So a quick note uh, before we get into the episode, this podcast, Fans of Brothers, um, has been something that I've sort of sat on the idea for for a while. And, you know, over the summer and, you know, with quarantine and everything, I'm like, let me just do it. Let me just get some friends and we can just have some conversations about a show that we love. And I'm very excited to finally be putting it out. Um, That being said, we mean no disrespect to anyone involved from the real men who served to the actors um, to the people that made it. We just really, we want, I wanted, we wanted to all sort of showcase the sort of love that we have for the show and with love comes jest and there is a fair bit of it in this but there's also some really good stuff that we talked about and I'm excited for everyone to hear it so without further ado let's get into episode one thank you hello and welcome to episode one of fans of brothers and I am here we are starting at number one as you should uh Curry. And I am here with Lex. Hello. And Kate. Hi. Okay, so this is very exciting. This is just a, a fan podcast for Bands of Brothers, and I'm doing it with my friends. And um, yeah, excited to get into all of this. So before we get into talking about Curry and, you know, why it's like, probably the episode when people think of Band of Brothers. Um, I have some questions for you guys just to, you know, get into it. So, all right, Lex, who is your favorite character and why? Well, I mean, you guys know this, but I love Nyx. He is just all time my favorite. Um, He reminds me a lot of one of the professors that I had in college um, who was ex-military and He's just very, uh, I don't know, something about Nick, and yeah. The effortless swagger. Yeah, and you know, he parties, but he also cares a lot, and um, he's such a good friend to Winters, and he's just, I don't know, he just doesn't give a fuck, and it's great. Yeah. Kate? I'm gonna have to go with Babe. I Like, he's honestly not that relevant in the grand scheme of things, but... Whenever he's on screen, I love him, and, you know, Philly boy, whatever, he's just, he's a good character. Yeah, he's just, he's just so sweet, like that, just good energy. All right, so, what's your favorite episode? And I guess, yeah, why is it your favorite episode as well? Whoever wants to go. I would say this one's my favorite episode, honestly, just because it's such a good introduction, and it's so well done because... I feel like, you know, Spielberg and Hanks had to show that this is going to be a really high quality series. So they had to put their best feet forward for this one. But it's also just a really good introduction to the characters. And there's no major tragedy yet, which is hard for me to watch sometimes. So that's why, yeah, I just, I just like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it is, I mean, I think like, because it covers so much, it covers literally like two years of these guys' lives. Yeah, exactly. That it's, you really get the gist of like the, the, the arduous nature of it. Right, totally. Which, yeah. what you're in for. Yeah. 
Kate, what about you? I'm going to have to go with episode five, Crossroads, which when I first watched the show, I didn't really think of as being like, oh, like a standout episode. Like, I love this one. But coming back to it, I just like notice so many more things about it that just make it like quality television. Like there's these, you know, very artistic moments and emotional moments and it all, you know, it comes together in a very nice thematic package. Yeah. It is. Like, Five, I definitely agree with you, has some, like, the best cinematic moments of the series. Not to say that, like, there aren't, like, great shots in all of them, because I think, like, for the time, you're doing these incredible feats of filmmaking, but just, yeah, artistically, there's some great shots in that one. Definitely. And, uh, you know, what brought you guys to the show? Lex, you want to go? Well, so, kind of a funny thing. So, I first tried watching Band of Brothers when I was, like, 18, but I had just gotten my wisdom teeth taken out, so I (laughs) could not follow, and um, I was like, everybody looks the same, this is dumb, I can't fall asleep during all of this, I can't pay attention, so, but last year, I just came across it because I like watching highly, like, really critically acclaimed TV shows. And I was like, oh, Band of Brothers, that's a classic, everybody, you know. So I was like, oh, I'll just give it a shot. And here we are. So. Yeah. I'm honestly the same. Like, I didn't really go into it because, you know, I'm like a history buff or I love World War II or whatever. Like, I just heard it was a good show and I felt like I should see it. Yeah. Yeah. So I realized I didn't answer any of my own questions. But so my favorite character is... um, (laughs) Is, is Lieb got because like within the first like couple minutes he's just a bitch and you gotta love it <laughs> you gotta love um gotta love that I also love Doc a lot I think but I, who doesn't I think love Doc Rowe um and my favorite episode is six I love Bastone because I love that you get a sort of a humanized look at everything and you're seeing like yeah, these men are fighting, but, like, a lot of them are, they're taking heavy casualties, and they're dying as well, and you have to, like, deal with those effects as well, and actually, I saw Day of Days in high school, but I didn't give a fuck. (laughs) I was like, I I can't be bothered to, like, care about this show. Um, We also watched Saving Private Ryan, didn't really Mm -hmm. care, but then I have a... I don't want to say it's an embarrassing way that I got to Band of Brothers, but I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) I know where this is going. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, Rami and the guy that played John Deacon, Joe, they're uh, they're in this show called The Pacific about World War II. Oh, cool. So then I watched that for about, in January, I started watching that on repeat till like April. And then I'm like, I guess I'm going to watch Band of Brothers, and uh, here I am, dedicating significant amount of time to talking about it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the pipeline from Bohemian Rhapsody and Queen to Band of Brothers is a very slippery, quick one, should you go on it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, Ross, Ross McCall played Freddie Mercury. My so. God, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Video. Every so often, I will remember that, and I'm like, oh, 
my God. <laughs> All right. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into Curahy. Um, so we start out with this episode actually on what was supposed to be D-Day because the original invasion got called off. And, um, yeah, you just have this, like, this disappointment in all the soldiers' faces. And that's because, like, they didn't – it's not that they didn't want to go in the second time around, but, like, the adrenaline and excitement of, like, going on their big mission when they thought they were supposed to was just, like, gone mm. by the time the actual one rolled around. I really yeah. like how they open it up with, like, all these different candid shots of, like, you know, yeah. close-ups and Barbara Leap got a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. I love, um, my favorite part is like the, uh, the shots where they have, this ha like happens later in the episode too, but when they have the soldiers like staring into the camera. Yes. Like, I think that's just super powerful. And that's just like, I don't know, it just really like hammers home that connection that these were just regular men and yeah. they're going to sacrifice literally everything to drop into France and, you know, yeah, it's like they're they're not yeah. even like they're not even like men some of them like they're boys. Yeah. Like that like they showed like someone's that looked particularly young and like I'm just like wow. Yeah. But um and then I love this I love like the scene where they find out that it gets called off and they're all just like ah fuck like son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like what do you do then? You know? It's like you have you have all this grease paint on you. Your adrenaline's, like, at an all-time high. You have all your yeah. shit packed. And then what? You just go jump tonight. You just go to sleep? Like... <laughs> play it, watch movies until it's time to go again? I don't know. Yeah. So then, I mean, they do. A lot of them just sit in a tent and they watch a movie. And, yeah. um... But... This is where we're introduced to our main hero, our main character, main guy, Richard Winters. I don't want to call him Dick. The best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're introduced to Winters, and he is, you know, I can't imagine what that felt like, you know, to, like, have this, like, big plan called off. But you know it has to be rescheduled because it is a time-sensitive issue. Yeah. But to, like, have to go and then corral these, like, this angry group of men in their early 20s. Right, he has say. to, like, it's not just, um, you know, he's responsible for all these other people and has to answer to them when they're, like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, and then... And yeah, what? I'm just thinking, he's not immune to the whole adrenaline. You know, yeah. either. I'm sure he was all pumped up, ready to go, and then, you know, sucks like, cause, suck. Because, like, that is just, like, a really, like, awkward feeling when you, like, when you have all this, like, built-up, like, energy and you're ready to go and then you just don't get to expel it. And right. you can't really, yeah. and you can't really reconjure it. And that's why you see, like, it is so tough for them on actual D-Day. Yeah. But, uh um... Then we're also introduced to his right hand, Lewis Nixon. Man, the best. Um, yeah. Which this is the like the main running sort of relationship thread through the whole show. 
of these two being together and you sort of see in later episodes you see tension between them but this is at a point where they're really knowing they're about to have to rely on each other heavily the conversation that they have is so cute yeah like in whatever context it's meant we'll go to (laughs) chicago i'll take you there is probably the most romantic line ever written it's so good yeah. <laughs> like, like whatever context even as, like, like, like purely platonic you know it's just yeah. like uh it's like i want my best it's, friend it's like, to take me to chicago <laughs> because it's like they're saying to each other like we're going to get to the end of this together no matter what oh my god <laughs> yeah it's like you really it really sets up to be like you realize it's this um steady stable thing for them that they rely on each other yeah and that just really you know it's just so good and yeah I just feel like their acting is really like both Damian Lewis and Ron Livingston their acting is really good in that scene because they can act so cool and like nonchalant but you know that they're both freaking out a little bit yeah. on the inside yeah and like and, and like I think this calls to both Spears's speech in a few more episodes. We haven't met Spears yet, but like his speech in a few more episodes. And then, um, what's it called? Oh, Captain Haldane in the Pacific, which I'm sure this will be the first of many Pacific comparisons, but like, they're all scared. They're all afraid to go out there, but they just have to, it's their job. Right. Um, you know, they sacrifice so much and, you know, and I was like, sort of, yeah, cause episode opens up with Beth talking and I just tried to put myself in that place of like, you know, like imagine just being from middle, the middle of America, you know, you know, your family, you know, the people you went to school with, and then you sign up to be a fucking paratrooper. Like, how do you get from that space? You know, like everything's normal this immense tragedy happens, the U.S. enters the war, and then you willingly sign up for one of the most dangerous jobs in the military. Well, and then then, that's the thing, like, the rest of the episode, we see how they make that transition. Right, and it's just, like, it blows my mind, because I, you know, I couldn't do that, hell no. No. Yeah, it's just fascinating. Yeah. And to see, like, those, like, you know, Winters and Nixon, like, we see them, like, start off as, like, just second lieutenants, and then they build their way up throughout the series, and it's great. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, I, and that's something that, like, I mean, they have to cover a span of, like, 1942 to 1945, like, they have to sort of quicken the pace of some of these things. But, um, yeah, the evolution of all of them and just, like, finding out, like, how even the men rose from, like, privates and private first class to, like, sergeants and lieutenants in some cases. Right. Like, it's just, and especially because, you know, we get back to the episode, we start out in steamy, hot Tacoa, Georgia, and they are just all being 
berated to hell by Ross from Friends. Oh my and... god. When I was when I was rewatching it um yesterday, I literally I don't know how, but there was like a disconnect in my brain where I literally forgot that he was like in the show. Like I remember the character, but I I don't know what it is. And then like literally it, it like cuts to him yelling and I was I was like jump scared by it. I was like, Oh my god, like what is he doing here? <laughs> Even though I've watched the show twice. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, here's the thing, um, confession time, I've never been a fan of Friends. Me neither. I, yeah, me I also neither. specifically, but I knew specifically I didn't like Ross Geller, so, um, imagine my surprise when I'm like, oh, I can actually hate him <laughs> now in you're this justified. role? <laughs> I'm justified? Um, but yeah, um, so Sobel is just, I mean, granted, okay, it's the army, you have to nitpick them especially in the beginning when they're training just to sort of drill that discipline into them but um yeah he's very like he's like calculating about it I think I mean later in the episode we kind of see him start to fall apart but especially in the beginning it's kind of like he's he's weaponizing their hatred of him into like a tool to make them better yeah. because we see when um i don't remember who uh whoever had to like run up the run up uh gordon yeah <laughs> when yeah. The, the guys all went to run up with him it was like they didn't have to do that they did that because there aren't many ways that they can get back at sobel so you know they have to take every opportunity they can get to show him that they're better than he thinks they are yeah i always like wondered if sobel like was that awful on purpose to really sort of like create that, you know, you know, oh, we're all, all going to be, you know, we're all, we all hate this one person. We are all going to unite against him. Or if he was really just that awful and was totally conventional. I wonder that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, but like for whatever the case. It worked, right? Yeah. It was, yeah, exactly, he was yeah. their, their first enemy in a pretty, like, real sense. Mm. And um, just, like, the shit that he made them do, like, I mean, when he's, he's just inspecting them at whatever time, it was, like, early morning or something, like, and then's like, uh, get your shit together, we're going. And everyone else is, like, going to the movies, like, you can't say that his discipline methods didn't work. Right, yeah. Um, I also have to say that um, the scene where you were talking about where he's like, you know, going through all the different guys and saying, you know, Rusty Bayonet or whatever, I think that's a really smart way of like introducing the characters because it's like, he says their name, you see their face, it's like, bam, 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 like all these people that you have to remember. I just think that's like a very smart way of doing it. Totally. Yeah. Except for Martin. He doesn't um, mess yeah. with Johnny Martin. Yeah, no. <laughs> he will bite. Um, but I also think it's like you. I like the introduction to like the attitude of the company as well with Perconte, like being a little bit like pissy in the <laughs> in the barracks, and like everyone around him is just like, "Shut up, let's just go." Yeah. <laughs> It's just great, like, you know, intro, a good, like, introduction to, like, not only, like, who you should be paying attention to, but their personality as well. 
And we also get, you know, Lipton at the beginning. He's, you know, let's talk about uh, Mr. Johnny Wahlberg for a second. <laughs> I, oh my God. I, I, listen, say what you will about him as a person. That's one of my favorite scenes of the whole series. <laughs> just steps in, and he's just standing there, and I'm like, uh huh. I'm like, man, I wish I looked that good in short shorts, my dude. Yeah, duh, <laughs> dang, all that cake. Um, but he is like, he's like a mama bear from literally yeah. the first scene he's in. Because he yeah. doesn't, because he doesn't yell at him. He doesn't yell at that private. He's just like, he's understanding, and he's yeah. like, I get it you you're not cut out for this and that's fine just get your shit and go it's good to have that yin and yang you know like the harshness of sobel and then versus you know what was lipton's rank was he like a first sergeant or a staff sergeant or i think at that point he was probably staff sergeant not quite first yeah. sergeant yet okay so it's good to have that like leader like you know you have this awful officer versus a really awesome nco and that that is a pattern that we do see throughout the rest of the show, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, for a short while, they have, like, great NCO, great officer with right. winners. But, yeah. But Not in always. the beginning, they they did, they did they dealt with Sobel, and then they had to rely on their NCOs right. heavily. Um, but, yeah, and then that scene where they're, like, walking like a boy band like <laughs> to go on their run that's when i was like leave god's my favorite i'm just gonna I'm say like, right now it's like oh like you got an attitude and nice hair i'm with oh it. i just remembered the scene you're talking about that's a good one yeah and everyone's just like yeah and then they run and have you ever seen people you know aren't athletes run yes yeah. myself Me. included <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're uh, they're actors and they're running. And that's I, all had, I, had. <laughs> I had the same thought. I was like, some of these guys are clearly like, this is not their everyday. But you know what? They did it. They did it. They gave it they, 100%. Acting. Yeah, acting. <laughs> Act, they committed to it and I will applaud that. But yeah, it's just like, they have they show all this training that they had at Tokoa and, you know, the, the spaghetti incident, which um, happened a lot sooner than is like portrayed in the show. I think it happened like within the first couple weeks of them being there and they were there for like a couple months. So that's, that's like straight up like psychological warfare. That is next level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, torturous. But like going through everyone's like footlockers and stuff. Mm. Yeah. What I did notice at the spaghetti scene though, so when so I just noticed this on my when I watched it yesterday. Um, when you know Sobel's yelling at Bull but not making it. Luz is the one to start the chant mm -hmm. when they're running. I, I don't know. Yes, if I, I picked up on the exact same thing. I didn't realize yeah. it was him. I mean I've watched it like the series of in like a couple times you know i've never noticed that until just now and i really love that touch you know i know yeah. it just makes me love him so much more yeah well it's like in the in the video diary ron livingston said like they would like give them like chance like that to like make it go 
like make it less noticeable that it was killing you it's hell on your body yeah it's a total like like, psychological thing too yeah like you 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 don't notice it as much yeah yeah and i love the way that they use that to just basically like overcome sobel you know heckling them they're just like you know what screw you like i don't have to listen to this yeah i think that's a really cool shot he's like what the fuck (laughs) and then winters joins them at the end yeah. Yes. So he's a Italian mess, or I don't know. Yeah, he he's working the mess hall. So. Yeah. Um. But then we sort of go to jump training, which um took a lot longer. I mean, obviously, like they're not gonna like show that it's taking the process of weeks, but like I think it's so funny how like Sobel barely made it. Like he like he almost didn't jump out. He hesitated. Yeah, he did. He was like, uh, like just frozen. Um, would you? I I kind of want to jump out of a plane. I do. I have no. I've never had any <laughs> desire. I never will have any desire. <laughs> I mean, I'll jump out of a plane with somebody else strapped to me, mm. so that they can mm. pull the parachute. Yes, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would do it. I think if, like, if, if I had to, I'd jump out by myself. I would do a somersault out of the little baby fake plane that's on the ground onto <laughs> the mattress. That's as far as I would go. Um, but, yeah, and then we have, you know, the celebration. Oh, they made it. They uh, got their wings. Such a good scene. So, so many good moments packed into just, like, five minutes I know, like, there's, like, oh, there's Garnier chugging and getting his wings out of the bottom of his glass. Mm. There is... Um, Martin and... Percate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Fucking Sergeant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And there's, what, there's... There's uh, Toy and Luz at the bar. <laughs> That's a great scene. My heart. I wrote in my notes, I want to party with a bunch of paratroopers. Yeah. Because of that scene. It's so good. Uh, there's a missing scene from that as well, wherein uh, Talbert, Grant, Liebgott, and someone else is singing. Uh, where's that right. scene? I'm mad. Release, release the deleted scene. Mr. Hanks, come on. Don't let us down. <laughs> Mr. Hanks, Mr. Spielberg, whoever. Oh, Mr. Hanks, you're, uh, you had corona. I'll give you a pass for like a couple more months. But Mr. Spielberg, please. But yeah, and then also, I we we failed to mention, or not failed to mention, we just haven't yet. The fact that Dale Die was in the show and he did their training. Yeah, I I really appreciate that because you know he was already on set for boot camp. Right, because a lot of the guys were saying on the podcast how, like, you know, he very much felt like an actual drill instructor. So now they're kind of carrying over that learned fear <laughs> into totally. the actual shooting of the show. <laughs> it's such a good yeah. touch. <laughs> yeah, and like knowing the fact that, like, they he would like march them to set, or like their cadres would march them to set every day. They were <laughs> shooting. <laughs> Can you even imagine? Like, you're not even the cameras aren't even rolling. And you have to <laughs> mark. Talk about oh. method. Yeah, for real. And then you leave and it's like 
it's the year 2000 and you're gonna go listen to i don't know who is popular sugar ray i don't know <laughs> Sears, hello <laughs> um eminem no <laughs> oh man oh i want to know who was the eminem fan uh hopefully none of them <laughs> i have my, my suspicions we've got yeah uh, yeah I, I need to know. Anyway, um, so yeah, they're they're partying. And then, you know, gotta go back to training. They are in the woods and Sobel gets them fake killed. That's like so scary, honestly. Like this plus him not being able to read a map, I feel like that should just be basic, like officer training one oh one. And I'm sure yeah. it is, but if you're just you know, competent enough to get by, but incompetent when it comes to actually applying it. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like, the, the, co- the company was like, what the fuck do you mean? We're not moving. We can't. Yeah. And then it's just like, you, you have, yeah, what? You, like, you see the point that it gets to later when they, um, when they go to sync and are like, we're not going into battle with this a guy like Lex was saying um you know they could have been killed for that but if they thought they were gonna die anyway because you know he can't read a map then what, what do they have to make? lose yeah. yeah but it's like that that great shot of like a couple of their faces that's just like pure disappointment mm. um yeah especially Ro who's like this is not good <laughs> yeah Ro and Lipton I was like watching it and I'm like they're kind of making the same like face <laughs> Because they're, like, they're the caretakers, you know? They feel like they could do this job better than he could. Like, well, I, I think maybe in their mind, it's like, I wouldn't have been able to help any of these men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, Ro can get dead. Yeah. Yeah, because don't they say, like, 95% of companies yeah, nine, dead? Yeah, yeah, 95, 98, something like that. And, like, who who's going to... At least, or at the very least, casualties, and even then, who's to say that you can get to all those? Mm. But, um, you know, um, you see after that the first sort of seeds of discontent when they're waiting for the train, and, you know, they're all just sort of sitting there talking, and it's like, well, someone's going to get them, either a German mm-hmm. or one of us. I really respect um, the dirty look that Lipton gives them. And it's the same thing when they're on the night march and um, Randleman is like, you know, why are we doing this? And Winters is like, I mean, he has every reason to hate Sobel, but he's like, he's not going to let his men talk about him that way. And I think that's kind of an interesting touch that just shows it he's is. a classy guy. It's that. It's that bit of like, silent leadership mm-hmm. yeah and you can't question pretty like even if your co is terrible still your co and you have to respect yeah. that inherent hierarchy like, like this isn't the time to go rogue boys <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but like i mean bless shifty's heart when he's like well he's my favorite he's in, tra- he's in charge for <laughs> no, a reason he's being a little sweetie <laughs> Oh man, we love Shifty. We love to see it, but oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think another really cool, um, another really cool, like, cinematic shot is when they're all, like, watching Lady Liberty go by as they're on the troop ship. Yeah. Mm. That's, like, um, and they're all just, like, this is, they don't know when they're gonna see home next. Yeah, it's another, like, you know, another, like, imagine just putting yourself in that position. You know, you've been training for, like, two years, and you're finally leaving the U.S., and you have no idea what's coming for you on the other side. I mean, you have an idea, but, like, not, you know, what it's actually like, but, yeah. And it's like, I mean, they put all that work in, and, you know, we see some guys in the next episode who are going to, like, you know, die before they even hit the ground, you know? It's like, what was it even all for? It feels so, like, a waste of life, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I, you really, I think, sort of see the contemplation, like, when am I going to see this? Am I going to see this? Because, like, that can't be, like, an easy thing to, to willingly put yourself in that position. Not even, like, just, like, for circumstantially being in that position, but to do it to yourself. You know? Yeah. That's really... Oh, um... Oh, I was going to say something else. I forget. I forget. Um, <laughs> moving on. But then um, they just sat in England for a while. A while. You feel the yeah. weight. Yeah. And it's like, are we, are we doing this? Like, what's going on? But um, the training sequence where they, like, get their combat training is, is a really cool one. I like, I want to know where the guy's Emmy who says, no, you want to kill him. Where is his Emmy? <laughs> I wrote that down, too. <laughs> Where is his I Emmy at? He literally was, like, like fists back, like, screaming at the ground. Oh, my God. That's a powerful delivery right there. He's like, I got one shot. I'm being this <laughs> one scene of Band Brothers. My one shot. Gonna, Here we go. Gonna make it good. <laughs> <laughs> I love, like, like, bit characters and, like, any of these shows where, like, they're not really part of the cast. They're probably just there for that day. But, God, like, do they leave an impact? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit my mark. I'm gonna nail it. And I'm gonna, in 20 years, make a group of girls wonder, why wasn't I awarded for that? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And, um, you know, I wonder if at that point... Because I don't think they, they tried to avoid using actual, like, live ammo. But I wonder if at that point, just for, like, show, they gave him, like, bullets. Just to Maybe. get him in the, in the spirit? Yeah, just to, like, see, you know, <laughs> just have some fun. I mean, just it's a target practice, you know? <laughs> or, I mean, I guess you could just be, like, firing, like, blanks. I don't know. I don't know how guns work. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, the rocket launch seemed kind of real. <laughs> They're sitting on the ground. Anyway. But the, the, the scene, I think, that is another... Well, there's several ticks in the Sobel is bad box, but another one that you see happen is uh, when he messes up the maneuver in the field. Yeah. 
and he's like a full like grid off of where they're supposed to be and they're like nowhere near meeting the other squad like terrifying again like (sighs) yeah blows my mind it's that that he made it that far you know but, but he's still so jumpy and so like incompetent it's super scary Mm. wait i need to back up because i just remembered that i forgot my favorite part of this episode what is your favorite part which is when they're on the ship oh yes and um they're just sort of like you know shooting the shit we get the iconic line of joe toy day and then someone brings up sobel yeah that's right and this you know solidifies we've got as my favorite character the face that he makes because you know what I'm you talking know, about when he yeah. hears it it get kills me every time it's so funny like i don't want to repeat the phrase it's not a phrase i would say but when bill does clarify that he is talking about sobel being jewish lieb got's like all right on site let's go let's <laughs> fight oh my god yeah <laughs> like it's we're so going to fight and then Tipper and that other guy are like fighting oh, about so good. How stupid is that? It's so- <laughs> oh my god! Like I, I love Tipper so much. Tipper writes. <laughs> he's great. And then he's also in that scene with the uh, when they're on, you know. Yeah, going back the to. Maneuver. Yeah. Yeah, going back to the maneuver, and he's just like, "Oh, this fucking idiot!" Like, I'm the runner for this idiot. Yeah. And then- like. I mean, but the scene behind the bush with, like, Luz and the platoon is really funny when he's imitating Major Horton. Mm-hmm. What is the goddamn hold-up, hold up, Captain Sobel? Uh, <laughs> whoever uh, the guy next to him is, who is like, um, I think that's Major Horton, sir. I think that's Tipper, yeah. <laughs> it was? Oh, yeah. my God. And this is why we love Tipper. This and, is why we love Tipper. Wish you would have had more King. Um, but yeah, and then he gets his ass chewed out for it, rightfully so, because I, once they meet up with, uh, Winners' platoon, um, you the know. poor old man on his bike. That's is that so the cute. enemy? Is that the <laughs> enemy? Yes, it is. But, um, yeah, that's. You know, I, he probably was a, very embarrassed. Not a little embarrassed, very embarrassed. Oh, humiliated. Yeah. yeah. Because like, he has this reputation that he has to uphold of, like, being a hard ass and, you know, being extremely strict with the rules. So to fail in that big of a way, it he loses the power that he has in the eyes of the guys underneath him. And then yeah. it's like he doesn't have he knows for sure like he doesn't have the respect or the trust mm-hmm. of the company because they were the ones that pulled that shit on him in the first place yeah and then but he he takes it out on winners for no reason yeah he he serves him uh serves him a summons and you know either take your punishment or be court-martialed spelling it wrong which Apparently, it's a very common misspelling, because I've seen it a couple times. I'm sure I have used the wrong Marshall about 800 times. (laughs) But um, I literally heard, like, 
when winners signed the paper to be court-martialed, I literally heard the B-drop of turn down for what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Sobel's hubris. Like, did he really think he was just going to be able to keep pulling that kind of stuff forever? I guess so. Nothing but a sigh. I request trial by court martial. Turn it down for what? <laughs> oh, someone make that edit. Um, so funny. Or maybe someone has. I don't know. I just know that. Anyway, but um. Oh no, they don't do that because of it. He turns on winners because of the mutiny. Which is, you know, you already Which brought is it obviously up. Winters never even would have, you know, expected them to do that, or he probably would have discouraged yeah. them, if anything. I think it. I think it never actually, like, it didn't occur. He like they brought the idea to Winters, the NCOs did, and he's like, "Don't do that! I swear mm-hmm. to God, if you guys do that, I will yeah. tell your moms or something. I don't know, <laughs> but, but um." Yeah, like they, like you said earlier, like they all sort of accept the prospect of death rather than having to go to battle with him. And that just kind of shows like the level, you know, that they were at. Like they were like ready to die versus to go into combat with him. Because they felt like they were going to die pretty easy in combat with him either way. Yeah. Um,. But, yeah, so, but you definitely, but, like, you know, all of them, they get their punishment. Only one of them loses his rank. Why but, um, Why was that one guy singled out? Was it just random? I think it was because they couldn't afford to lose all the NCOs. Mm. So they needed something, like, they needed to keep, like, Garnier and Lipton and uh, Talbert, right. like and Grant, like, they needed to have something. Like, the one guy was transferred out of the company to infantry, and the other was just uh, taken down to private. I think, yeah, I, in the show, something else happened in real life. I'm not going to go into that. But, um, you know, I think Sink did realize, though, what he was dealing with, because then he does reassign. Yeah, because they ended up, they got what they wanted in the end. Yeah. yeah. And Sobel is just heartbroken. That, that actually, like, made me kind of sad because it he really did not see it coming. Yeah, and I just feel like that just kind of shows how good of an actor uh, Dave David Schwimmer is. So, major kudos to him because he played... I, I mean, it's, it's hard to play an unlikable character. I think that yeah. takes something yeah. extra. And he did it really well. So Yeah. I mean, he, he literally, like, yeah can make people not like an entire other show you were in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Friends is fine, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, so then they they end up with all their new stuff. They're all their new people. They get Lieutenant Mian, and um, they... Uh, do leave Allborn England for a pottery England where they are stationed uh, near the beach so they can take off and follow the ships to Normandy. But um, 
this is where also where we're introduced to Lieutenant Buck Compton. Buck Compton, baby. <laughs> Buck Compton, baby. <laughs> Captain America himself. And right away, he's like a troublemaker. Yeah, he's, you know, he's he's spending time with the guys, which, you know, for as good as a leader as Winners is, he does keep his distance. And I think that's fine. I think that's professional. I don't really think you're supposed to be overly chummy with your uh, <laughs> the men that you're overseeing. Right, yeah. But, um, you know, he's a little... He's a little, sh- he's a little uh, sneaky sneak himself, finding out where exactly it is they're going before they're told their objective. Because mm. um, he had the Oh my the gosh, compass. go my way. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, but, um, then. I love, uh, I did love, like, Lieutenant Meehan in this episode. I mean, he's only in it for this episode, but, um. The short time that he wasn't, I feel like he really solidified that he was, you know, Easy Company's true new leader. And he did, like, fill that void in a way that we didn't really get to see, like, his true potential. But I feel like for when he was there, he was, you know, the men respected him. And basically, I feel like they would have taken anybody over Sobel, but Mm. I don't know. I I mean, I think that the character by design felt incomplete because they never really saw the full potential of his abilities. Right, yeah. To lead them into combat. Um, but that's, you know, unfortunate. But, um, yeah, there are... Uh, then I really love the the scene again where you sort of you get more of, like, the attitude of Easy Company when they're all, like, putting their stuff together to jump. Oh, my gosh. Joe Toy's, uh, um, rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even... I don't even know everything. I still I still don't know it myself. Wait, I think I Yeah, no, me saved. neither. <laughs> Chocolate bars, charms, charms candy, candy. Uh, coffee, and trenching <laughs> tool, bayonet, so, pair of nasty skivvies. <laughs> So I can use some brass knuckles. Me too, Joe Toy. Gosh, <laughs> my does, king. Does he get those brass knuckles? Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just a really cool, and then like, you know, you also find out, unfortunately, that we're gonna, not. Un- it's not unfortunate that we're following this character, but we end up following Garnier a bit more because we find out some unfortunate news about his family through Johnny Martin. Yeah. Right, and I think that's definitely necessary because then in the next episode, I think it's the next episode, we kind of, he is depicted as, you know, sort of unlikable, I guess, because, you know, he goes a little haywire. So I think this is definitely necessary to kind of, you know, understand yeah. where he's coming from. Yeah, like he, like the man himself even said, like, they let loose a killer when I jumped out, because mm-hmm. he was just, he was just out for blood. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, you know, imagine, like, getting the news before you jump that your brother was killed. News that you yourself weren't even supposed to get. Right. Because it does cut back to uh, the scene where we started, where they are 
uh, watching the movie and you see a lot more of like the company itself instead of just Winters. You see, um, right. I think it's Sisk and Christensen. Yeah. And then Garnier sitting there and he's like, he loses it because, mm-hmm. you know, that's his brother. Um, and then so you have that in your head. Oh, I just lost my brother nearest and dearest to me you know my whole yeah. family and then you're like I'm, I'm about to jump on france in the middle of nazi territory yeah so then it's just a recipe for you know yeah just a lot of conflicting emotions and not to um get too cute about it but then if you think about it he did kind of end up gaining a brother through babe you know it's kind of someone to like take under his wing oh, and yeah. i don't know fill that void a little but Aww. That's all conjecture. <laughs> um, but sort of, you know, then, as we said in the beginning, like, the next the next day when they're set to jump, it's just a much more uh, dejected feeling. Somber. Yeah. About it all. They're, um, you know, they're a lot more tired. They're not really ready for any of it. But... It's happening whether they want to or not. Because it's like before Garnier, um, am I saying that right? Garnier, yeah, Garnier. Garnier, okay. That, yeah. Um, because like prior to finding out about his brother dying, it's kind of like we haven't actually seen or heard of anyone dying yet so far in the series. It's kind of like it's still this big war game. You know, it's still like... Mm-hmm fun for them in some capacity so now for the first time we're seeing like no this is real like you can die here's you know proof of it on a piece of paper you know someone just lost their brother it's real so the tone kind of shifts very sharply after that yeah and because because like the next like couple episodes like two and three are sort of like the same thing because it is the it is all about the same campaign Mm. and just sort of picking up through it but um you know they have to get there somehow and the i think the the shot wherein they're all like helping each other into the plane and it's just sort of like it seems hesitant almost and you know as the planes take off and you see all their faces inside and they're like terrified like absolutely terrified. I love that shot though of all like the planes taking yeah. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like That's... didn't they use like mul- multiple cameras and rigs just to get that shot? Yeah. Or something but like yeah. that's like uh, that's like another one like this this show is full of like just cinematic uh marvels to me and Totally. And that is certainly one of them. Yeah, because I think they used um, CGI for, like, the night scenes, you know? Mm. But just to get that one shot of all the planes taking off, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's beautiful, and it's, I wonder, like, you know, if, like, you had been a vet and you were on set that time, like, how real that must have looked. Oh, my God, yeah. crazy. And And they sort of, like, position the camera in the POV of the people on the ground. Right. So you're, like, seeing it as they did, and they're just, like, you know, watching in awe, like... Totally. 
These are, they're uh, going like, to... Plus, like, the score, like, the sweeping, you know. Mm -hmm. So good. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I will say the last thing about episode one that... Uh, I say I want to jump out of a plane, but then you see Winter sitting in the door with, like, nothing stopping him from falling. That still gives me so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. I know. Uh, but if that was all CGI, you know, I just have to say, though, yeah. that it all... It still holds up, like, today. It yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Even, it like, um, so even the, like, the interview clips in the beginning, like, everything looks so good. I mean, you look at half the stuff that came out in 2001, and it looks like, you know, you can't tell the difference between that and something that was made in, like, the 80s. This literally looks like it could have come out yesterday. It's, it's a beautiful. Movie. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, they, I, it, honestly, it's worth every penny of the budget that they had. Totally. Mm. And I think um, it was like the most expensive TV series ever produced at that time. Yeah. Which makes sense because, you know, if you're yeah. doing like Saving Private Ryan level shit for 10 but, episodes, you yeah. Know. Times it by 10. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, it's literally, it's a 10 it's a hour movie. It's each of Total. them are. Yeah. Like, they're each an hour long. Like, I thought miniseries when I like first heard it. I'm like, oh, like a half hour each. No, you're you have to dedicate time you're to watch this. Yeah, I remember when I first watched it. I had to like I couldn't binge it. I had to like take like watch one episode a day because it was so intense for me. Oh, I did. To, like, yeah, I did too. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck, what's gonna happen this time? You know. Some episodes I literally took so long to watch. I think I took a week to watch episode five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I t it definitely takes me longer to, like, watch, like, seven, you know? Because mm -hmm. that's the one that's the hardest to get through for me. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, just because it's so sad. I, this is definitely, I, you know, going back and how I said, like, I watched The Pacific first, I was like, I'm going to like The Pacific more. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this, but I think, honestly, because of the timelessness and because of the sort of status that this show has, I do like Band of Brothers more. Yeah. It's, for me, I think it comes together in a, in a more complete story where there's a clear progression yeah. of events. And I yeah. just think it's, it, it, everything connects to itself very nicely. Yeah. Like, you have, you have, like, character-focused episodes, but, like, you don't have, like, you don't have a, you have, like, a main character, as it were, in Winners, but you don't, well, you also don't have main characters. You have a whole, you have a whole crew of people, and, you know, I can see how, like, maybe if you have that many people, it's harder to flesh them all out, but they all feel very rounded. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and you do have, like, bigger characters who go through more dramatic evolutions as the series progresses, but. Yeah, and it's like they did have to cut some people out, you know, but mm -hmm. they had to, or else, you know, I mean, they only have 10 hours. I mean, which... given that, you know, they have an entire war to cover, I right. would say they probably did the best job with it that they possibly could yeah. have. Like, totally. they covered a small portion. They covered a company's worth. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. Of people, and they even still had to make cuts there, so. 
But I mean, allegedly there is like at least two extra episodes worth of extra scenes. So if someone could get uh someone could get those please. to us, please, oh my gosh, I please. Will, I will give you an email address where you can send a Google Doc. Um <laughs> <laughs> The whole point of this podcast is just to get somebody's attention. Just for us to beg for the deleted scenes. <laughs> someone send us the scenes. Come we know on. they're out there. We know you have them. HBO, so I'll get right now. <laughs> Do you need me to get HBO Max? I will. Like, <laughs> I will purchase your shitty streaming service if you release the scenes. Uh, but yeah, this is it's an incredible show, and you know, I think the fact that we're still talking about it 20 years on. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing, is that, you know, we have a very, there's a very active community of people who still care. I think that's a crazy thing. Like, like me and Lex, we were like small children. Kate, were you even, in 2001, were you born yet? Barely. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, actually, because I think it came out, was, didn't it first air like September 12th or something like that? I think yeah, it was, like, like, a couple days before 9-11. Yeah, and I was yeah. born in October, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we're all, like, we didn't have the wherewithal to watch it at all then, so the fact that we can find it now and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's so good, yeah. yeah. I'm really thankful for it, because I feel like, you know, it's just, there's so many World War II stories and, like, shows and movies and stuff, but mm-hmm. to go into, like, this much detail and have this much commitment to historical accuracy and telling the right story, it's it's really magical is what it is. And, like, having the veterans there to yeah. get the stories. And, I mean, like, it's crazy watching the interviews thinking, like, none of these people are alive anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, they really got it right when... They needed to. I don't want to say, you know, when they were all about to die, but I mean, basically, I mean, yeah, people, they're like, aging. Yeah. You, know, you have a limited time frame. Yeah. Yeah. And even if, you know, I think, you know, the interviews were shot in the late 90s. It's like, by then, yeah. some of the people had already passed away. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I really... think, I want to say, I say, I think Carwood Lipton was right after it aired. Mm. Yeah. I know Nick's passed away at 95. And so yeah. then, but they started doing the interviews like maybe a couple of years later. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just magical. And it's, you know, and it's really cool f- that they got it right at the, the perfect moment in time with technology mm-hmm. and, you know, the ability to shoot these crazy, amazing movies. And I don't know, it's just good. Yeah, it, it's definitely, I mean, I was going to say like, <sighs> It's a feel-good thing, but, like, war is not a feel-good uh, concept. Right. It's kind and of like, a, hard, uh, a hard balance because, I mean, obviously we wouldn't watch the show if we didn't enjoy watching it, but it is unpleasant at times. Yeah. yeah. And that's, like, I personally prefer Band of Brothers over the Pacific mostly because it does feel more positive and, you know, it does like I don't know whenever I watch the Pacific it's just super heavy and I feel Mm -hmm. like the Pacific does a really good job of like emphasizing the horrors of war and what 
these men go through, like the psychological trauma and everything. And not that Band of Brothers doesn't cover it, but I feel like mm-hmm. there's more of an emphasis on it in the Pacific. Yeah. So, Band of Brothers this almost one... feels like a lighter watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're more in, I think because it is a, a show ultimately about relationships. Right, exactly. Where you see the emotional connection and them relying on each other. Whereas like, you know... This isn't turning into a Pacific podcast. Um, no, no. Yeah. You're, you're, you're seeing sort of these men on an island unto themselves. Yeah. Because, you know, they can't really... I mean, they have the people that are closest to them that they do rely on, but, like, you ultimately are... It's three characters driven, driving the show. Right. Um, but, Yeah. I mean, they're both they're both great, but the Band of Brothers is what we're talking about, and Band of Brothers yes. <laughs> is better. It's it's a better show, objectively. <laughs> it's better. Um, but yeah, so um, this was episode one. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much Thank for having us. Thank you. This is a, this is going to be really great, and I cannot wait to get into the separate second episode. Thank you guys. Yay. All right, bye. Thank you. Bye.